This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. This is take three. Let's see how I do. <laughs> it's interview day. Uh, we've got Julie Burton at KSU Julie on the show. She's probably one of your favorite follows on social media. Um, she's terrific. And we have a nice little chat about uh, parenting, teenagers, social media, divorce. We touch on a few things here. Uh, I think you're going to like this one. It's a goodie. Oh, before I move to the theme, and I almost moved to the theme, uh, please hit subscribe. Please hit follow. Uh, if you're watching this or listening to this, there's probably a subscribe or follow button. Do one of those. If there's a chance to do five stars, do that. If there's a chance to give a thumbs up, there's that. If you want to do a comment thing, all of this helps. All of this helps gets the word out about this fun little show about parenting. So do that. I greatly appreciate it. Now we'll move to the theme song. Are you listening? Damn. Hello and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joel Williamson. Today I am with Julie Burton at KSU Julie. She's a mom, humorist, and bacon hater. She's probably your favorite mom on Twitter uh, and Instagram, and she's definitely one of your favorite follows. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, so what I wanted to start with was... Uh, I, I, I'm doing my homework on you, you know, trying to get some information. And uh, I click on your link tree, which is mm -hmm. in your profile for Instagram. And the first link is not to something you're selling, not to not to some of your 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 humorous writing or anecdotes. No, it is a link to a Spotify playlist called Divorce. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Tell tell me about uh, the Divorce playlist. I mean, um... I guess what inspired it. Yes. Yeah, so I feel like I, on my Instagram, I'm very um, in tune with my followers one. And so I'm always asking them, I'm doing like brackets, polls, like I always want their input. So I can't remember what sparked it, but I'm like, I need a divorce playlist, like as I'm cleaning. So I had everyone give, give me like suggestions and I made this Spotify list of just like angry, like mad, like music about like breaking up and divorce. And so people are like, well, can you share it? Can you share it? And so I'm like, I'll just make a link, you know, in my link tree. And apparently it's very popular on Spotify, but um, yeah, it's a good like rage cleaning like list. There are some solid tunes on that list. Um, I was going <laughs> through it and I was kind of like, I, I like, I'm not divorced, but I, I could see doing the dishes to the shit and getting really yeah. angry. <laughs> and some of those songs, like I, I'm really bad at listening to lyrics. I just kind of like listen to like the beat or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is about divorce. Like I had, or, you know, a breakup. I had no idea. So yeah, it's some good, there's some good music on there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I completely forget like what I put in my link trees. I don't sell anything. So um, I try to remember to put all my writing, but yeah, if, it, if, if I get all requests for something, I'll put it up there so people can see it easily. Um, yeah, that's a good one though. You gotta, you gotta update the link tree. It's important. Yeah. Come on. Uh, all right. So you, you have two teenage daughters, which is um, 
it's an interesting thing because look, your your tweets are are are, are legendary. They're they're always <laughs> featured in the funniest things. You've got a great following. They're very funny, um, but unlike most of the parents on Twitter, uh, your kids are teenagers, right? So you must get into a situation where it's like, okay, mom, that's enough sharing. Um, and you have daughters, so I don't know why they sound like that, but they do in yeah. my head. Uh, so, yeah, they kind of growl the whole time. Yeah. Do you, do you get into trouble with them or how, how's that been in terms of sharing? Um, so I started like my whole like writing career with a blog and I believe I just had my second born. So she was a newborn and Emma would have been like three. Um, and then I had a blog post go viral when my oldest was in kindergarten. So they've always kind of had an audience knowing that I'm writing to an audience. Um, I think that's what really helped me like right now is that they realize mom's always had an audience. I've always put stuff out there like to the public. Um, it's not all about them, but I do kind of, you know, I do make fun of them. And as I've gotten older, I've kind of like, I still talk and like talk about them, make fun of them, but um, I've had to like adjust and like talk about womanhood stuff or like, you know, my job or like marriage or divorce um, and kind of lay off them just because their kids are, or not their kids, their friends are watching. So um, they better not have kids. Um, no, their <laughs> friends are watching. And so they can get really easily embarrassed knowing that, you know, if I say, you know, you know my kids are, you know, failing school or, you know, something just like detrimental, they won't want their friends knowing. Um, yeah, they would be like, mom, no, what are you doing? And I think I have a pretty good idea. And if I ever question anything, I always ask them, I'm like, hey, is this okay to put up? And um, usually like 99% of the time they'll say, I don't care. Um, and I kind of had a good idea, like, I, this didn't happen, but like, it's, one of them, you know, was like shitting their pants all over, you know, I don't, I don't like, back when they're toddlers, yeah, that's funny, they did it at Target, but if they do it now, I can't really say that, so it's just, even though it's funny, um, I just, <laughs> I kind of have a good idea of what <laughs> is, is not okay, it did not happen, it did not happen in real life. <laughs> not the way I edit this, it's gonna certainly <laughs> seem like it happened, uh, <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> You mentioned that you had a blog post go viral uh, yeah. when they were quite young. Tell me about the blog post that went viral. Um, so my daughter, so I live in Kansas. Um, and in January, the whole state of Kansas celebrates Kansas Day. And so the schools around here, like around Kansas City, um, they do this whole like Kansas week where I learned about, you know, the like the Kansas like mammal is like the buffalo. And, like the, the sunflower is our state flower. They learn about all the state like official things. Um if you're born in Kansas, you're called a Jayhawker. And that is, yes, is like KU Jayhawks, but it's also a part of like history. So it's actually like a human person like in during bloody Kansas. That's technically what it means. For some reason, the schools decide to have the kids call this Jayhawk, like the, the fake bird. KU's like, obviously I'm a K-State fan. Um, <laughs> like fake, uh, you know, Jayhawk. And so she had, uh, the teacher had Emma call this Jayhawk saying, if you're born in Kansas, you're called a Jayhawker. And Emma's like, well, I'm not coloring that. And she's like, yeah, you need to color it. And it had like blue, yellow, red, and she'd like build it, build it in color. And she's like, no, I'm a K-State fan. I'm not coloring Jayhawk. And it ended up just blowing up. Emma had a huge meltdown. Teacher got angry. I wrote about this on a blog post because like everyone thought it was hilarious that she wasn't coloring it because she's, you know, a K-State fan. Um, this is in 2012. And I don't know what, there was nothing going on in the news at that time. And ESPN like called us up, like Sam Ellinger from Kansas City Star, like, CNN worldwide, but it just blew up. Like I had all these Holy people like crap. trying to contact us, and like that's that's basically in a nutshell how it started. How I got like an audience off of that. Wow. Yeah. 
It was crazy. Yeah, the only the only uh, familiarity I have with Jayhawks is the uh, the basketball team. I am a basketball fan, so I'm familiar oh, right. with the Kansas City Jayhawks, and I can picture the logo. But yeah. that's about the extent of my Kansas City knowledge. Um, yeah. Are you still heartbroken over the Chiefs' loss? Oh my God! Yes, it's like I don't even want to talk about it. You okay, we not- don't have to. Next, <laughs> <laughs> we have next year. Um, I'm glad the Super Bowl's over, so everyone can just stop talking about it. Um, oh, was you know, it like bothering like you that Jackson they kept talking about it? Stop doing stuff in the media, but um, you know, Mahomes' fiance and brother. But yeah. Yeah, well, uh, Mahomes has been in the news again in the last couple of days because of the uh, fiance bachelor bachelorette parties. Are you so? Are you that kind of a fan where you're like trolling their lives on TMZ? Uh, no, not really. Actually, a lot of my followers will like send me like stuff, like when um when Brittany was you know making all those faces like in the in the basketball game somewhere, and everyone's like, "Did you see this?" I'm like, "So that's how I kind of find out what they're doing." But I don't really pay attention to his personal life just because. I mean, I don't know. I'm 40 years old. I don't really care about what his fiance is wearing or like what her workout is. I don't care. Um, yeah, I do think people do ask what I think about that whole like his brother and and fiance. I just think they're very young um, and they're putting this huge like spotlight and, you know, they're going to do what they want to do and they're in their 20s. So I don't know. I don't think they're bad. But um, yeah, I just think I think they need a PR person is what I think. It, it sounds bad and maybe this is just the fact that i'm also old and i'm yeah. like they need a parent they need yeah. they need they need a dad or mom to come in there and be like hey knock it off yeah yeah <laughs> smarten up yeah and but, I, it's almost like they're asking like they're, they're like i don't know if you do something they're asking they know they're being watched so um i don't know that's just what i think about it well especially now right because if they weren't being watched before their antics have drawn there are yeah. more eyes on them even more to the point where people are waiting for them to do something. Yeah. So. I mean, now they probably do have like TMZ, like waiting for them outside of their car, you know, like that's how, like, that's kind of like what they're kind of edging themselves into. So yeah, they need PR. They're just very young. Um, yeah. I probably would have been dumping champagne on everyone too, but you know, like it's just, I don't know. It's just a different world that they live in that, that you if and I, I don't. If I was 20 years old, gorgeous and had tons of money, the mistakes I'd be making. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. I wouldn't want my mom to see any of that shit. No way. <laughs> no. I don't want her to find out what the stuff I did. And I was a dumb, ugly, poor kid. <laughs> Could you imagine if I had money? Forget about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't. Having teenagers at home. I, it's a hard pivot into that sentence. Uh, having teenagers at home. Uh, how active are they on social media? Because mom's a social media darling. Uh-huh. How are you? Do you allow them? Are, are you active? Do you monitor them? Are you a secret friend on their friends list so your their other friends don't get embarrassed? Like, how does that work? Um, I do follow them. They're on Snapchat. Um, my older one is on Instagram, but really, like, Instagram's not cool anymore. It's all about Snapchat and TikTok. Um, so I do follow them and their friends on there. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty like I know they do all the dances, and I know like you know sometimes their friends will talk about drinking. Like I'm not stupid. And so um, if I see something that where I'm like, okay, I need to talk to your dad about this. Um, well, sit down. Like, you know, you can't say this, like, even though you're private, like you can't, you can't go around making yourself look like a lush. Like it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a different kind of parenting for sure. Um, but sometimes again, they're young too. Like they just don't realize who can watch them and who can see what they're doing and what kind of like example or not example, but what kind of like, 
impression they're giving themselves like to their friends. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's very hard. I'd rather have toddlers. I see this all the time. Like I wish I could trade them in for toddlers. Like, yeah, but toddlers. toddlers grow up and they uh, you end up Again. having the same conversation 10, minutes, 10 years <laughs> down the road. Pause them at toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I on okay, someone who has a six and two year old. My two year old is just a nightmare. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to being at the age when I can like kick him in the head and not yeah. feel bad about it because right <laughs> now I can't. I'm just kind of like, okay, buddy, you're not allowed to do that. And I yeah. just want to hurt him. Um, yeah. I will say that teenagers do sleep in, they sleep a lot. So, whatever sleep loss you have right now, it does come back. Like, you it comes to back to you. Yeah, and sometimes you, on the weekends I'll sleep like till eleven o'clock in the morning too. Like they'll be like, "Mom, wake up!" I'm like, "It's great." <laughs> yeah, get your own damn cereal. Um, yeah. Did, was there an adjustment period for you, where when they started sleeping in, you were still getting up early just because of the routine? Um. Yeah, I remember the first time for both of them. The first time they actually like slept in. You, you know, you wake up and like, "Oh my gosh, are they dead?" And you walk in and <laughs> in the crib or like whatever they're in. Um. Yeah, and that, but I've always been the night owl, and I was a stay-at-home mom for like I don't know, thirteen years. So I kind of purposely made them stay up late just so they'd sleep in, and so that just worked out for me. Because um, I know some people say, you know, I put my kids to bed so early, but they still wake up early. And no, I just like I would wait till like midnight before I put them in bed. And like I'd rather be at night playing with them than and then sleep until like ten a.m. Um, that's just my personal. That's, yeah. Well, look, I, look, my eyes went. Because I'm the opposite. I, I I try to get both of my kids asleep by 8 a.m. Or 8 a.m. <laughs> 8 p.m. Yeah. So that I can have 8 till 11 by yeah. myself or with my wife. And I'll get up at 6 a.m. with them. Because I, I'd rather more of a morning person. I can drink three cups of coffee in the morning and I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. uh, but the idea of staying up with my kids till midnight does not. Because I'll be up by 7 even, even if they sleep in the next day. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think most parents are like you. I think I'm, I'm different. I don't know. That's okay. It, it, it's all what it's all about, right? I mean, it's all about different perspectives and whatever works for your kids. Um, yeah. Regardless, I'm a big favor. I'm a big fan of routine. I think routine and structure. Right. Yeah. So if it's, if bedtime is 11 o'clock at night, make it 11 o'clock at night, every night and don't fuck with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what seemed to work with us. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you openly talk about the fact that you're divorced and um you know now that your your kids are older uh do you live close to your ex um we're about 20 minutes away we're in the same oh, city close. the city's really big um yeah i could have lived like i kind of looked you know like downtown kansas city but that's like a 40 minute drive so like i'm in like downtown overland park which is like the same city that he lives in um so yeah like 20 minutes nice and you're and it sounds it Based upon what I read, you said you have a better relationship now than you ever did. Yeah, yeah, it's we're just one um, of those situations. Yeah, so we're still co-parenting, which actually works out great because we still like we still have to talk. We can't just like okay, done with you, like goodbye. Like you have kids, you have to co-parent. Um, and I've always told people like he's a really good dad. He's just a bad husband. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> no offense to his girlfriend or anything, but um, yeah, it's just we do we get along so much better co-parenting and just talking when we like have to talk like we don't talk every day unless we have to unless it's about the kids um but yeah he like his girlfriend invited me and my boyfriend to his 40th and then i invited them to my 40th like we're still like friends in that like nature um that we'll still celebrate big things together is there is there a secret to that is there something that made it work for you to do that um 
I mean, honestly, we still we still come there are still things that we like don't agree on. Um, mostly with you know kids stuff, but yeah, it. I don't have any other advice other than we just know we get along better when we don't live together. Um, and I think part of that is like we got young or we got married at like 22. So like that is just like we went from like graduating college to marry like that same month, basically. And I think just getting married that young, we just we never dated like we never like, you know, I never slept around with a bunch of guys. You know, I never did like the 20s like most of my friends did. And I think just realizing that we create this family. It's like, oh, like we've been together for so long. It's just, you know, it's not working out for the long term anymore. Um, so we're just like really good friends now. Which that's is awesome. that's yeah. awesome. And and the 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 good thing about kind of hearing and I and I, I I apologize for probing a little bit, but I think it's important that other moms who either are going through a divorce or thinking about getting a divorce mm -hmm. hear it because I think yeah. people get stuck in bad relationships forever. Yeah. Um, because they're afraid of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what and what it what it could look like afterwards. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important that that perspective is out there, and I, I appreciate your, your your honesty and candid candidness there. Thank you. Yeah, I mean it is. It was hard. Like I was the one that moved out because he wanted the house so bad, and I was just like, I don't, I don't care. I'm just, you know, I'll live in an apartment, whatever. Um, I think that it, it, yeah, it was I went from a stay at home mom. I had to find a full time job um, and support myself. So I wasn't going to be like that, you know, that ex wife that just like lived off his money. So I had like, <laughs> my own career, own own money. Um, yeah, that was hard. I had no idea where I was going to go, no idea where I was going to work. Like, I, they say like all the big things in life that it causes you stress is like, it's like moving, divorce, um, you know, like loss of friends, like all the big stressful things are happening all at once for me. And that's really, really intimidating. Um, I don't, I just got through it and it's, it's just so much better on the other side. I will say the, the biggest thing that surprised me with that is the loss of friends, not because like anyone like didn't like me. Um, it's just like, when I was married, my friends were the people in the neighborhood just because of the proximity. I assumed that we'd all still be friends, but they kind of like ditched me for him um, just because they still live by him. And they're kind of like gathered around Scott to make sure he was like, okay. And like mentally okay and all that stuff. And I kind of got left in the dust. Like no one checked on me and it wasn't, and I could have like reached out to them and they'd be like, it wasn't like anything, you know, bad, but I was just surprised at the people that just kind of like, Bye, see ya. Like, okay. Like, so I had to go out and make my own new friends. So, that how was, was that as an adult? <laughs> that was, I mean, I found it was kind of, I had, I went to like groups. So, I belonged to like this writer's group in Kansas mm -hmm. City. And I would just go every week and do this like writer's group. And I meet friends that way. And then make one friend and kind of like latch on to like their friend group. Like, <laughs> just kind of like, you know, it's, it's hard, but you do have to, you do have to like do something about that. Um, also, my apartment complex, I also met a lot of people through that way. So just, yeah, it's more, I don't know, you, you kind of, you can't just sit in your apartment and expect all these friends to show up. Um, you have to go out and do it. <laughs> just door open all the time, waiting for someone to come <laughs> yeah. in and like be your friend. Um, yeah. it, you know, you describe yourself uh, as introverted and shy. Yes. Um, now, I, I run into this all the time. A lot of the time, like I view myself as introverted and shy and I would rather be in this little small room slash office that I'm in all day long by myself. Yeah. Um, but I have this personality that people are like, oh, he's so extroverted and they invite me everywhere. And I'm like, instinct is to say, 
no, I don't want to do any of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, so as someone who is introverted and shy, going through an extremely hard time, how did you get through it? Like, what was there something that kept you going? Um, well, definitely, I get that people assume I'm very extroverted and very like life of the party. Um, as far as like my followers, so like when they were getting divorced, um, and I had a lot of people reach out, but like I think people just assumed I would just you know be happy and like you know just kind of move on with my life, and no one really knew. I you know I don't want to go out to those writers groups. I don't want to go out and like find you know, friends in my apartment. Um, I think when you're put in that situation, you kind of have to, um, but I'm still very like, you know, shy and introverted. Like, I don't, I don't want to do any of that stuff. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Just something you kind of, you're kind of, it's part of life. You just have to like work your way through it. I like it. Something yeah. you just have to kind of work your way through. Uh, Julie Burton. That's it. 20 minutes. Yay. Gone like that. <laughs> Uh, I, I won't I won't put you through anymore. Uh, you can find Julie on you're most active on Instagram. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, I'm all, Those are I'm the, all three. The you're big not, three. You're not you're not a TikToker. No, I'm on there, but I don't really post anything. I'm on there just to watch my kids. So no one our age really does. Uh, I have I, every time I go on there, I'm like I I don't belong here. Yeah. Uh, you're K at KSU Julie across the board. Uh, mm -hmm. you have been a delight. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thank you for having me. Okay, I'll hit end it. That's the show. I told you, she's she's a delight. Very lovely woman. Uh, so I want to thank Julie Burton for coming on the show and uh, and being so agreeable. And I, I did probe a little bit there. I think I, I think I may have made her a teensy bit uncomfortable. That's okay. That's what the show's about. That's how we learn and grow. So uh, thanks for tuning in. I want to thank DeanBlundell.com. DeanBlundell.com, home of Canada's number one podcast network. His show is Monday to Friday, three-ish. Uh, it's one of the best podcasts around, especially daily. Uh, I've also started writing for him again. I've always had access to write for him. Eh, I've been putting it on the back burner. But as I look to grow the brand of that nerd dad a little bit further, I'm taking advantage of the writing opportunity. So smaller, kind of short pop culture stuff. I'm putting up on DeanBlundell.com, so check out me. I've got two articles up in the last week. Uh, and then finally, there is no more finally. I guess the finally is thank you. Really can't say it enough. Every week we grow a little bit further, and we get reach a little bit more. We reach one or two more people, and, uh, and that means the world to me. So continue to do what you're doing. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell whoever the hell you want. Tell your dog. If your dog will share it, I'll talk to your dog. Put him on the line. This part of the show always gets so weird. It's one of my favorite parts, though. Be well. Be safe. Thanks for listening. Damn. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. 
Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.